Good evening, dummies. Wednesday, October 6th, 8.53. What is a dummy? I will get into that. Don't take offense. I will explain everything in just a few short moments. But welcome to the show. Episode 234 is in the house. Tonight's topic, America's most wanted parents. Yes, we're not worried about terrorists anymore, open borders. We're not worried about Al-Qaeda. We're not worried about unchecked Taliban. We're worried about you, the American parents. You are now domestic domestic terrorists, according to the school board and soon to be the FIB, or known as the FBI. Folks, we have a good show tonight, and you need to find out what a dummy is. Please stay tuned for all my lives. Thank you for being on, dummies. I appreciate you. Let's get it started. Episode 234 is in the house. from an undisclosed location always honest always direct so sit back relax don't unfriend me starts right now Well, dummies, welcome, welcome. I said I promised you I would tell you what a dummy is, and I will always keep my word a dummy. It's an acronym, folks. It stands for Don't Unfriend Me. It was created by a user, and now everybody is known as dummies. How cool is that? I've got to turn up my sound effects. I've got some really cool stuff that's happening behind the scenes that you can't hear, but whatever, fine. Dummies are you. Whether you've watched one episode or tonight at the end of 234, you're still a dummy and welcome. It's a badge of honor. Barstool Sports has their stoolies. We have dummies and all of that. It's a term of endearment. However, there are the flatulent dum-dums. They show up once in a while and I usually dispatch them quickly with a rapier. Last night, we had fun with a guy named Eric, not the Eric that's in chat right now. Please, he wants to make sure that you know Mr. Eric Davis is not the dum-dum. But if you're a dum-dum, it basically means that you're here just to troll. You don't want to learn anything. You already know everything, so why would you watch anyway? Go three swipes to the left, find another channel for you. I'm sure the Young Turks or Alec Jones is just waiting for you, and that is all about the dum-dums. Do me a favor. Like, share, subscribe, and all of that stuff at Don't Unfriend Me Show. I know this takes a while, but I've got to advertise. Please stop on by YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Hit like, share, subscribe. Hit the little bell on Facebook or subscribe on YouTube, which will allow you to be notified about all my future shows. We have done it. That is pretty much it, except for one little thing. I lied. I apologize. Go to my website, don'tunfriendme.com. You can visit there, see all my videos, see my podcast, my blog, just in case you're not a big social media fan. That is it. I'm sorry, that wasn't too bad. I think it only took a few minutes, and it did. Let's get started with the show tonight. Remember, if you're live, I will answer all your questions at the end. Let's have some fun. America's Most Wanted Parents. We interrupt this broadcast for a special announcement that supersedes our regularly scheduled program. I have some disturbing news to share with you tonight, and I have decided to aid the FBI and the NSBA, the National School Board Administration, in their effort to stop the systematic destruction of our school systems. Domestic terrorism is a serious issue, and if you or anyone you know the whereabouts of these felons, please contact 1-800-URA-SNITCH. Together we can bring these criminals to justice. 
These images may be troubling, but we ask that you stay tuned and help us take a bite out of crime like McGruff. And here are America's Most Wanted. This person, her name is Susan Al-Sharid Smith. Her cover is that she's a stay-at-home mom. Her occupation, she's a domestic terrorist. Susan entered the Longview Middle School shortly after school arrivals and went the wrong way in the drop-off lane. No. She circumvented minutes out of her day and also stole precious seconds from other parents who had been waiting furiously for their turn to abandon their mistakes away on the closest teacher available. Susan also signed up for baking banana bread muffins in the first quarter this year, and she made some with nuts for the non-allergic, an obvious attempt for mass poisoning the weaker members of our utopian society. Our next on the list, this is Shep the Scimitar's Wraith Shepler. Here's a cover. He's ex-military. He's a veteran who was recently divorced. His occupation, he's an insurrectionist who was in Oklahoma during the January 6th riots, approximately six miles from the Oklahoma City bombing. Obviously, he had something to do with the bombing. That happened 31 years, nine months, and five days ago. By the way, he's 28 years old. His crime? Shep is an abuser of children and a Trump supporter. Here is a photo of him dressing his son up for a local DJT Klan rally with red tie and all. Later, he soaked his son in Minute Maid orange juice and uses ground Cheetos to achieve that magical glow of the chosen dictator, Donald J. Trump. It is also rumored that he is, uh, that his son and he have participated in domestic abuse against their neighbors by playing outside and driving in a car, wait for it, without a mask. Next, the O'Hanahan Trio. Real names? Unknown. Their cover? Three generations of Irish Americans. Occupations? They're part of the real IRA and they're gun smugglers. Their crime? The O'Hanahans are eight decades of sheer terror. It started with the mother of the group who came here from Belfast. She began the litany of terror by voting for Ronald Reagan in 1980, and this was just the beginning. Her daughter, who we call the Mocking Turtleneck, married a straight white man who, who still wears boxers around the house, and he manspreads his genitalia while he is alone. He went to a gun show and bought a gun with a background check. Sickening. And perhaps the worst of this morbid trifecta is the youngest daughter who once turned down a job at Starbucks because she wanted to focus on her grades and volleyball practice instead. Can you imagine the indoctrination and brainwashing to turn down a career as a self-centered, egomaniacal barista? This... This is the Suicide Squad, their outstanding youth of today. Their occupation when not playing video games and eating Doritos, they're saving the world from fascists by being fascists. Crime? Nothing at all. These kiddos are just what the doctor ordered and essential for every socialist society. How in the heck did they get in here? Oh, and we love their aunt. Her name is Tifa. What a gem. Sorry, folks. If you see these upstanding citizens, make sure to bring your earplugs and safety pins for your noses. They have hygiene water aversion disorder. It's called HWAD. It's real and almost as serious as domestic terrorism in itself. Last but not least, the worst civics lesson we could possibly teach the next generation, 
those who voice different political opinions should be investigated and prosecuted by federal law enforcement as domestic terrorists. Unfortunately, this is exactly the lesson that the National School Board Association is teaching American school children by example. Last week, NSBA sent an open letter to President Joe Biden calling for his administration to examine invoking the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism. I've read it all in completion, and it is a load of horse manure. It argues that as acts of malice, violence, and threats against public school officials have increased, the classification of these heinous actions could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crime. Anyone who attacks or threatens violence against a school board member should, of course, be arrested and prosecuted by the proper authorities. But the NSBA claims that there have been attacks against school board members and educators over mask mandates and physical threats due to propaganda about critical race theory are supported by a citation to a report that doesn't mention any attack or threat whatsoever. Rather, the documents in these incidents that the NSBA reported to the President of the United States were as follows. Someone made some prank calls. A resident in Alabama who proclaimed himself as vaccine police has called school administrators while filming himself on Facebook Live. The article NSBA cites actually refers to an incident involving a pharmacy and not a school at all. The horror. Another guy in Michigan prompted the school board to call a recess because of opposition to critical race theory. Parents in several states have loudly protested mask mandates, which disrupted school board meetings. Other groups, particularly Turning Point USA, are spreading misinformation that boards are adopting critical race theory curricula and working to maintain online learning by haphazardly attributing it to COVID-19, end quote. This would almost be funny if the NSB, NSBA wasn't actually asking the feds to prosecute parents who voice wildly held opinions as domestic terrorists. Scarier still, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, thank God he's not on the bench, has determined that these flimsy complaints provide a sufficient basis for the creation of a task force consisting of representatives from the Department of Justice's criminal division, National Security Division, Civil Rights Division, the Executive Office for the U.S. Attorneys, the FBI, the Community Relations Service, and the Office of Justice Programs, and the investigators of the Oswald assassination. Are you kidding me? But in reacting to the terrifying prospect of an apparent federal law enforcement crackdown against parents voicing political dissent, we must not forget the role that the NSBA played in requesting it. Parents should also realize that the NSBA takes far brighter view of domestic terrorism when it comes from the left in Antifa and BLM. Huh, go figure. NSBA's 2019 annual conference featured a keynote address from Angela Davis. Do you know who this is? It's a woman who bought and allegedly supplied the shotgun used by her Black Panther lover to kidnap and murder a judge. Davis's letters to her lover expressing unequivocal solidarity with his commitment to political violence, i.e. domestic terrorism, are a matter of well-established public record. And Davis's record is a source of pride for the NSBA, which boasted that she draws upon her own experiences in an early 70s as a person who spent 18 months in jail and on trial after being placed on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. 
Parents who oppose mass mandates or critical race theory might be shocked to hear that an allegedly nonpartisan, non-ideological organization representing and supporting America's local elected school board members is lobbying the president of the United States to investigate and prosecute them as terrorists. School board members might not necessarily want to see the parents of their school children imprisoned. State legislatures and governors might object as well and might further object to taxpayers' money flowing to an organization that pushes an overtly progressive ideological agenda at the local and national level. Good thing. Good thing that they all actually have a say in the matter now. The NSBA is largely funded by dues collected from affiliated state school board associations paid for by local school boards out of the public coffer. In other words, your money. Unless and until NSBA President Viola Garcia and interim CEO Chip Slavin, sounds like a porn star, resign, offer a letter of apology to America's parents and ask President Biden to dismantle his newly formed task force, state and local officials should not allow taxpayer money to continue to flow into their hands. Why should we pay for our own internment? When state legislatures come back into session, they should consider legislation to prohibit taxpayer money from flowing to state school board associations unless those associations disaffiliate with and stop funding the NSBA. So long as state school board associations remain affiliated with the NSBA, locally elected school board members should vote to disaffiliate from them. Parents should demand that school boards vote to repudiate NSBA and disaffiliate and watch carefully as the votes are taken. Garcia and Slavin did not write that open letter to President Biden in their own personal capacity. They purported to do so on behalf of 90,000 school board members who govern our country's 14,000 local public school districts. By doing so, they have committed their members to an attitude of profound contempt, not only of parents, but of democracy and free speech itself. Categorizing vociferous dissent and domestic terrorism removes legitimate parental concerns. From the realm of civic debate. After all, we all know we don't negotiate with terrorists, do we? If school board members and state lawmakers do not repudiate and defund NSBA, they will passively co-sign the NSBA's scorn for parents and the American system of Republican self-government itself. The decision to publish such a letter could only have taken place with a profoundly insular and radicalized organizational echo chamber. This letter is therefore only the symptom of a deeper ideological cancer that has metastasized within the NSBA. Fortunately, the Constitution does not give the NSBA any special dispensation. A new national association can and should be built, one that will dedicate itself less to furthering a partisan ideology and more to the nuts and bolts of supporting locally elected school board members with the children in the best interest in their hearts. Doing so would only take a modest concerted effort on the part of state legislatures and philanthropists who believe that parents who voice concerns about how schools are run deserve to be heard and considered rather than investigated and prosecuted. Last but not least, have you seen these people? Their names? They're the progressive elites of America. Their cover is posing as the woke idealists who have the moral high ground. 
Their occupation is to destroy and erode the very fabric of our country so they may install a new world government that focuses on the promises of inclusion and revision and equity and socialist ideological statements that upend the Constitution and for which this country stands. Their crime is for perpetuating lies against the American people, for creating division that began with the emergence of the racist narrative about our country. From the 1619 Project to white privilege, the spending, the mass slave camps in the inner cities, the lies of insurrection and Russian collusion, from censorship to weakening our country in the eyes of foreign leaders, how do you really pretend that on that hilltop built on the swamp of deceit and the backs of minorities and the less privileged that somehow you are holier than thou? You have committed the travesties and perpetuated the hostile takeover of our country that was always designed to mold and grow with the changing of the normalcy, to constantly evolve and expand to cover not just one race of people, but every human being on this planet. These inalienable rights are already here for anyone seeking a life different from the one they have. You are selling a millennia-old tyranny that is bred in oppression and responsible for the death of 100 million people over the last 100 years. You are domestic terrorists that should be on America's most wanted. The FBI should investigate your misuse of tax dollars, your endless wars, and lack of accountability when you break the laws of our land that you were sworn to protect. Last but not least, I am a domestic terrorist. If serving my country in the military, honoring my country and the citizens within, working countless hours to make ends meet for creating a, a new channel for people to express themselves and share ideas, for signing a petition to remove corrupt school board members and calling for their expulsion from the honor of serving the public, if I am a terrorist for caring about what my kids learn and if they are being sold lies about their anatomy and what is coming for them in the future simply because of their whiteness, then I am a terrorist, and so are a hundred million others just like me. So play your games. Sick and let loose the dogs of war on us. We will not relent. We will not retreat. We will stand and choose to fight for the efforts to use the Constitution and her laws, and we will not allow you to use them against us when they were never designed for you in the first place. They were designed to protect us from villainy such as yourselves. So declare whatever moniker you desire upon us, deplorables, domestic terrorists, Trump supporters, dummies. We know what we are. We know your words are designed to invoke fear and trepidation towards us because isolating a group of people is the first step in an effort to alienate them, to keep them silent. But we will not be silent, and we know our history better than you. This country was founded on domestic terrorists, the same ones that we call our founding fathers, the same fathers that signed their death warrant the day they applied Iron Gall Inc. to that life-giving document. The fathers who stood against the British government because of greed and tyranny, all the while promising and never delivering, but always serving up the lies dripping with venom and threats of capital punishment. Yes, our fathers stood in the face of ones just like you before. And now their sons and daughters are done laying down as you trample the same liberties that they immortalized in our laws, our birthright, and our constitution. Quote, when in the course of human events, 
it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Signed, the Declarative Americans. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a good time. If you didn't, well, maybe tomorrow will be your cup of tea. Thank you for stopping by. Please share and like the episode. I will go out like I always do. Veteran Crisis Hotline. 22 veterans commit suicide a day because of traumatic brain injury. Uh, PTS, depression, anxiety. It's all very real, and our veterans go through so much. Please reach out, make a phone call, check on them, see if they're okay. With the holidays fast approaching and with Afghanistan, it is harder on veterans today than it was tomorrow, and that number will increase. It takes a phone call. It takes a conversation. It starts with you. If you can't reach out to them, call me. I will help. Send me a private message. I will make a phone call with you. If that doesn't work, they can go on don'tunfriendme.com, click the VCL link, and be connected to a operator directly through their phone or through Skype. Lastly, it is anonymous and will not affect their current military service. And if you are a civilian, you can call it too. They won't turn you away. Folks, once again, please do me a favor and like, share, and subscribe. Follow, hit the bell, do all that fun stuff. Come back tomorrow for 2.35. It was wonderful to have you. Dummies, stay on who are live. I will be right back. Lickety split, muwaki tick in just a moment. Last but not least, you can love me. You can hate me. We can agree. We can disagree. Just don't unfriend me. You got it. Thanks. Thank you.